Okay, we're continuing the Yerucha Shurim, and oh, so you don't have a booklet, uh, Rafael, do you? Yeah, I forgot to bring a book. It's okay. I'll, um, just, I'll just listen along. Okay. So, we continue the Yerucha Shurim. We started. Have a squeaky chair again. We started the halachas of Meiser last time, and we talked about Barichus, what the chiv of Meiser is, the Raiser, the Rabbonon, a minig. Um, and now we're going to talk about how one calculates how you one calculates um, his profits of obligations in Meiser. Just start. Let's take the book on the front table. Yeah. Okay. Ellie's here. Okay, so we are at page 16 in the booklet. And page 16 is Simen Reish Memtas in Shulchan Aruch. And the Simen is called Kamachayev Litain Viketsa Yitnano. Now it's interesting, we did not do the first half of this sugyo, which they did during Benazmanim, which was the halachas of stuck on its own. We're doing the second half, the halachas of Meitzer. Now, um, this is really the halachas of tztaka, which we then apply to the halachas of Meiser. It's a bit confusing. So if we look in Shulchan Aruch, it's talking about the halacha of tztaka. Shir nesinasa im yodei maseges yiten kefitzerechanim. How much are you supposed to give to tztaka? So if you're able to afford it, you give what the niyam need, whatever the amount is. What's the difference? Whatever you, the whole, as we said last time, the tztaka is about uh, reactive. Stucker is, you see a need, you got to take care of it. Um, a miser is proactive. Miser is about that I, Hashem blessed me with, uh, with money, with, uh, with the parnasa, so with profit. So I take some of that profit and I go find a need for it. In fact, someone who listened to the shear last time on the recording called me the next morning, uh, or do, ter, do, uh, do two later, and he said, okay, I want to sponsor something. He says, uh, I have to be proactive. I listened to the shear. I want to sponsor something. So Hitaka did. Um, <laughs> it was very, uh, very, uh, very nice of him. So, the shear of tztaka is kvitzarachanim. Vim ein yadim asagas kolkach. But let's say you can't afford. The honey comes and needs a hundred thousand dollars. You can't afford that. So how much should you give? So yitain archaimish nechasiv mitzvah min amuvchar. So the mitzvah min amuvchar is to give a fifth of your nechasiv, twenty percent. If you that's called muvchar. Im veechad measara one tenth is mida beinanis. That's a middle level. Pachas mikain less than that ayin ra. That's already being cheap. Now again, this is I, I know these are the same terminologies that we use with miser as a tenth. Some people give a chaymesh, a fifth. That that's all in our world of the halachas of giving miser from your money. That's not this. This is talking about hilchas staka. So I'm saying they, they 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 it's the same terms, but it's two different things. In hilchas staka, this is the halacha of what you're supposed to give. Now this fifth is, how, how do you figure that out? After five aniyam, you have no money left. So that the Gemara says, that the fifth is, the first year you take off a fifth from the karen, the principal. Once you've given a fifth of your principal, then you don't have to give any more from your principal. Now, the next year, whatever the profits are, you go down to the middle there of Chaymish. So that is the halacha of tztaka. Now, this is not really our sugya, but the mafarshim, the, the mafarshim wonder, 
So one second, we don't find anybody nowadays that only comes to your door and you give him 10% of your nechassim or 20% of your nechassim. What's this talking about? So the truth is, again, this is more tztaka halachas. And this halacha of giving an ani his need. And then there's another halacha, of, halacha called de machsairai. De machsairai means you even have to give luxuries to someone who is used to those luxuries and now doesn't have them anymore. Now what the, ra- the parameters of that halacha is, that's all hechastaka. Um, when that applies and when it doesn't apply to give a person luxuries. But there's halachas of giving, making sure Aniyam have what they need and even luxuries. But whose obligation is that? So that's a big machlaikas. Some say the obligation is not a personal obligation on any individual. It's obligation on the tzibur. The tzibur collectively has to make sure that it happens. Now if you... Um, if, if you could afford to take care of a specific Ani, you have a mitzvah to do that. But... If you are going to give all your money away to one ani, and he's no one else, there's going to be no money for anyone else, so then it's not really my obligation to take care of this ani or any specific ani. It's a communal obligation to make sure that he gets what he needs. Um, that's one mahalach. There's also the, the Shach talks about, the Shachanach talks about, this is all an ani who is not going and knocking on doors. But the ani that's going and knocking on doors, you don't have obligation to give him everything that he needs. You have to give him matanum wetas, it says. You give him a certain amount. Or if it's a gabay tztaka, comes to the gabay tztaka, he's not going to give him everything that's in the account to one ani, because that's, that's, it's, it's understood that it's going to be little by little. So that's, again, all atsugya and staka. maybe one day we'll flip around and do the halacha, the chelik aleph. It's interesting sugya as well. But we're trying to extrapolate this to the halachas of Meiser Ksafim, which it doesn't say anywhere in Shulchan Aruch. We remember last time we had episode in, in Hilchus Trumas, we had a Taz that said, um, that said, that talked about uh, Meiser Ksafim, is it a Chiyav? The Bach said it was nothing. It's very Derech Agav in halacha Meiser Ksafim because. Either it's the, it, maybe it's the rice, maybe it's the rabbana, maybe it's not an obligation at all. So we don't find it anywhere. But this Meiser and Chaymish that's talked about here, when we're going to apply it to our halachas of Meiser Ksafim, it's going to have some of the same halachas. For example, the same thing is with Meiser. Meiser is that you take off from the principle only once. So if someone gives you, if you, if you, uh, if you have, a, you start off your life, so to speak, with a hundred dollars, right? So you give Meiser from that, you give ten dollars to Meiser. Now next year, if you make twenty dollars, so even though you have a hundred and twenty now, you still only give from the twenty because you already gave from the original principle. If you don't make any money next year, so again, it's the same halachas that it says here for Hilchas Staka, we apply it to the halachas of Meiser. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty of how you figure the prophets out. So if you look down at the Pischei Tshuva, and the Pischei Tshuva, Sif Aleph says, V'im hayuloi be'esek echad revach uve'esek echad hefzit. Let's say you had two business deals. One of them you made a profit on, and one of them you lost money on. So you could look at it two ways. You could say, okay, on the business deal that I lost money, of, of course I don't have to give any money, so I didn't make any money. On the business deal that I made money, I made profit, so then I'm, I have to give Meiser on that. Or could I say to myself, hold on a second. 
What do you mean? Today I made profit. Yesterday I had a business deal that I lost money. When I put the two business deals together, I didn't make anything. These profits offset yesterday's loss. And I don't have any profit. Am I allowed to do that or not? That's the question. How do you cheshben profits? How do you cheshben profits? Is it deal by deal? Or could I start offsetting things? So says the Pischei Tshuva, look in the Berhetev Shav Ma'arav Marich, Shekos B'Shem Shah Ephraim, so the verhative of the Marit says, well, listen, it depends when you made your calculation. If you already know that you lost money on one deal, so that deal's done. You lost money. No mice on that deal. Tomorrow there's a new deal. This deal I'm making profit on. You can't offset them. They're not mitztarif. But let's say you have deals, things go up and down a whole year, and you don't make specific cheshbonus in each and every one, but it comes the end of the year, the end of your fiscal year, you put all your profits together, you put all your losses together, and you figure out how much money you made this year. Then you're allowed to offset so he's saying it depends when you make your cheshbonus. If you make individual cheshbonus and you know you took a loss already, you can't fill it up with another hafsit, with another uh, profit. But if it, you don't really make cheshbonus and at the end of the year you finally make all your calculations, then whatever the final profit number is, profits could offset losses and whatever your final profit is. Okay. And says the Chavaz Yor says the same thing. Then he says, Now this is a very interesting Naidab Yehuda. Now when he says the Naidab Yehuda doesn't say that, it's not really so meduktuk, because the Naidab Yehuda does really say it, but he just gives his own uh, parameters of how it works. And Bechlal, the Noyzeh Behud is an unbelievable tshuva to see. It's in Kuftzah Design in Yaredeya, Madura Tinyana. And this question was asked if you could offset losses with uh, the other prophet. The prophets offset the losses. And he says like this, just this part is kedai to hear. nachas I don't have pleasure talking about things that there's no source in the Gemara. The Gemara is the source where you draw logical explanations, virayas and proofs. But if you can't find the source in the Gemara, He says, if you're going to try to bring your own svaras, those are not svaras that have an actual basis to them. They're called svaras of your stomach. We call them baich svaras in Yiddish. He says, svaras kresyais, karis is your stomach. He says, well, your stomach says, well, will you stop and come up with svaras? Where does that come from? If you have a source from Chazal, from the Gemara, that's a good, solid svara. So he says, but since you asked the question, he says, I'm going to answer you anyways. So the first thing he says is that um, the first thing he says is that the logic is they can't offset each other. He says, let's say a person, he says, we're, we, we compare Meiser Ksafim to Meiser of grain. 
So if you have miser of grain, right? So you have to take off miser of that grain, no matter what, if you had another field that didn't produce anything. But this grain needs miser, because, now, you could argue and say, one second, this miser is a din in the chefsa of grain. Grain, trumas, maizras. Shem said you got to take it off. You have one stalk, you have to take it off. Maizr ksafim is about profits. Maybe profits is more of a general type of overlook. You could argue, but that's what he says. Again, he's trying to find the source in Chazal. The source is maizr. Um, the same thing is with maizr behema. If you have ten animals in this, in this uh, flock, you got to take off a tenth. I and the other flock, you had, you didn't get, they all died on you. doesn't make a difference. So then he says, but he saw the Shara Ephraim, says, no, it's different because you look at it as, as, as a, an investment. Investments have um, deductions, investments have costs, investments have losses, and therefore, you know, you don't just look at how much money I made. Let's say you made $100 profit, but it costs you $50 to make that profit, right? So, of course, you don't give mice around the $100. You only made 50 But what do you mean? Lamaisa, the guy paid you 100 Okay, but I had to give out materials and things like that. So you see already it's a little different. It's more like an ISCA. An ISCA is a business investment where there's cost to the investment. There's investment to the investment before you make the profit. But then, after that, and that's the part I really wanted to read, but then Lamaisa comes out and he says like this, and he actually says that um, le- we learned last week, uh, where are we, today's... Today's Monday, right? We learned last week that the the Tysus brought down as a free aser to aser is the source for Maiser Ksafim. So over there in that Pasuk says Shana Bishana. Shana and Shana. Because over there it's talking about Maiser of grain. But he says if in that Pasuk is teaching us that Maiser Ksafim, and over there it talks about a year, you see there's a concept of looking at an entire year. And that's what the the Tzvizchei brings the part and says that you're allowed to look over the entire year. You look over one year of profits and losses and figure out what your final profit was. But you can't do two years. You can't mix years. Even if, for example, your fiscal year is, a, is, is not one year, let's say it's two years, however you do your taxes, or whatever it is, but since the Torah said Shana Shana, so therefore that's the source. And that's basically the Mahalach that the Naidi Yehuda goes with. So that's, that's a Machlaikis here, first of all. Could you do it, and how often could you do it, that is, um, that is a machlaikas here in the Pesach Juva, and we'll see in our Hashulchan in a moment. Now, now, then he continues and he says, I am a tshuva's chutashan. He says, There's another question. We just mentioned the concept of profits. Well, there's expenses, right? So let's say I, I build a table. So everyone agrees that I'm allowed to deduct the cost of the wood and the materials from my profits. That's clearly not profit, that's investment. So if it cost me $50 to make the table and I made $100, I only really made $50 profit. But what about it cost me time to travel to the store to get the lumber? Is that also called a deduction? Am I allowed to deduct that also from my final profits? It's not as direct. So he says, You could deduct that, says the Chavis Yar. And the Chavis says, No, you can't deduct that. So if Machlaikas now side costs, where do they play a role? 
Do they come out of my pocket or do they come out of profits? Um, okay, so that's question number two. Now, about the uh, about expenses going toward, for example, towards money that you're investing, money that you're making, the hema with grain. So no, so that's different. You know, it's going to be different than that, 100%. It's nothing to do with that, correct. Right, right. In other words, that this is all going to be going now that it's more like an investment with profits. Right. Now, before we go further, let's, um, let's turn the page to page 18 and look what the Arach HaShulchan says. And the Arach HaShulchan says on page 18, we're going to come back to this Pesach He says uh, up there on the top right-hand corner, V'chein hu davar pashut, so he says you do it by the year, and he says from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, but it's Lav Davka. You could pick when you know, pick a time that uh, that that you should take off your mice, or figure out, I should say, how much. So some things you made money, some things you lost money. You can make a general calculation. So again, you don't have to go piecemeal. They could offset, you look at the entire year, how much profit you made. Now what's called profits? Pure profit. Any cost that you had for this deal. Travel costs. Well, when I traveled, I had to pay for food. That's also. That's all called that it's a cost and you could deduct it before you figure out your profits. You deduct it all. Now, one second. That's all business expenses. The fact that you have expenses at home that you got to eat has nothing to do with your business, right? That doesn't count. In other words, when you make a cheshman at the end of the year of how much money you made, so you're allowed to deduct travel expenses for your business, food expenses for you when you went on business, but the fact that you have a grocery bill for your household, that's not called taking out of your profits. That's, that's, part of, that's part of life. And therefore you don't deduct that. You don't deduct that. Now, it, it, there is a machlaikas about that actually. Um, and, you know, in certain situations where a person is, is, is very tight for money, perhaps it's possible that he's allowed to deduct that as well. That's a shayla, but that's what the Arach HaShulchan, the Arach HaShulchan says. Um, Okay, so that's that. So that's how the Aruch HaShulchan Paskins, and that's how we Paskin. Now let's go back to the, let's go back to the Pischei Tshuva. He says another halacha. If you look on the Pischei Tshuva on the top left column, on the top of the left column, he says, V'ayim bishla, shekasav degam Yerusha shiyarish me'aviv, tzarech litaymaiser. If a person inherits money from his father, he has to give meiser for that from that money. Even though his father already took off meiser when he made profits, 
But now that the purse, the son gets it, it's considered income for him. So that's halacha, Yerusha, also Meister has to be given, taken off, because that is called an income. Now, he continues and he brings a Naida Behuda, another Naida Behuda, and that is that Naida Behuda the Pischechuva brings, but it's also on page 17 here. And this is an interesting Shiloh. And the Naida Behuda there on the left column says, Nishalti, I was asked. He says, Somebody who had a notebook and he gave Meister his entire life and he wrote down exactly how much money he made and how much money he gave to Meister. And, um, Everything was written down. And now this person passed away and his children went through the notebook and they realized that um, he had given more Meiser than he owed. Meaning Meiser owed him money. Meiser owed him money. In other words, he, let's say, you know, made $100,000. So from $100,000, he has to take off 10% and he has to give... $10,000, right? $10,000 to Tzedakah. And after back to Meiser, and after everything, he had given $15,000. So Meiser owed him, so to speak, $5,000. And therefore the Yarshim wanted to know, could they subtract that from their Yerusha? They were Yerush, all his money. And part of what they were Yerush, they're missing $5,000 that Meiser owes them. So let's say that doesn't count. That's already Meiser money. So it's basically they're asking if Meiser could be prepaid. Could it be prepaid? It was prepaid by their father. So this was an interesting question because the assumption was that the father was able to do it. The assumption was that the father made his cheshbonus. He did prepay Meiser, right? He gave more. So what was the assumption? That later on, eventually, he'll make a cheshven and he'll see who owes who. Does he owe Meiser money? Does Meiser owe him money? But he's prepaying Meiser. So they want to know about their Yerusha, but says the Nehidim Yehuda, on the Oimer, Shedover zeh shafilu achai bo yedechai minakim b'Meiser, shekvar chilik l'aniyim terek nizchai b'Meiser, that a person while he's alive, wants to subtract from Meiser money that he already gave to the Aniyim before he was obligated to Meiser. Let's think for a second, right? If he made $100,000, he only have $10,000 in Meiser, right? So, when he's going to make another $50,000, he'll be chayv another $5,000 in Meiser. So what he did was he gave that $5,000 early before he's obligated in the Meiser. Does that count? So you know what he says? It's one of those halachas that are strange, that are amumas, it's flickering. He says, I'm not even sure, <coughs> I'm not even sure where you're allowed to do that. How could you pay for something you're not obligated in yet and then expect when you become obligated that you're ready potter? Okay? So he brings, a, a, there's, a, there's a, a Mishnah that says, that if you lend money to a Kayan and with the, with the expecting that when you next time you're going to take off Chumas and Maishas, you'll keep it for yourself. You'll keep it for yourself. He says, well, that's because um, you gave it to him as a halva. So he's going to, so to speak, pay you back with his Maishas. But when you give someone staka, 
So what are you being paid back? You gave it away already. There's no hava here. But then he says, then he says at the end, um, what does he say? Um, he says, the Maisa, that's the minig to do it. The minig is, and if that's the minig, that's the minig, it works. Now again, if we remember from last, from last week, the whole Maiser is only a minig. And the Chavetz Chaim spoke out, you should say, and you should make all types of conditions, that all the things that are Sveikas, you should be allowed to do. Because the whole Maiser is anyways a voluntary thing. So you're volunteering to do it under these terms. So once this is the minig to do, so then it becomes like okay to do because I'm not really obligated to do it anyways. So once I accept it, I can accept it on my terms. So therefore, and that is the halacha. Um, again, the view is not so sure about it, but the ma'aser the minig is that people do prepay their ma'aser. You know, you could give out more ma'aser than you're obligated, and then next month or next year, whenever you make your cheshbonus. So even though um, a new profit comes in, you say, well. What do you mean? You, you prepaid? You weren't obligated. No. It's all, again, especially in the world of the Arach HaShulchan, who says the whole idea here is to take a year and make a chesh ben klali, so things start, um, you know, offsetting each other, whether it's profits and losses, or whether it's prepaid and do you owe miser, or does miser owe you, owe you money. Okay, so that's another interesting um, halacha of miser. Now, how do we know? Uh, how do we know that the person who passed away didn't want to give twenty percent? That's a good question. So, it must be you saw from his. They must have seen in his uh, notebook that what he did. But that's a good question. You're right. If you wanted to give twenty percent, then they didn't owe him anything. Yeah, hundred percent. Very good. So, could, could be you're right. If, if you're able to be more such a shaila, so that becomes a big suffix, right? Then it's not so simple. It's not so simple. Okay, um, another interesting thing here is on page 19, we're not going to go through it, but Ramayisha talks about income tax. Where does that play a role? In other words, when you get your check and um, you see how much money you made, but they take, off, they take off taxes. Or at the end of the year, right, there's taxes that are taken off. What is income tax? Is that profits? Is that a cost? Well, what is that? Um, or at least the money that you pay towards income tax. So Ramesha says that it doesn't go into the cheshman at all. It's kilu, you never made the money. In other words, the fact that the government takes it from you and is obligating you to do it, it's as if you never made the money. So therefore, you pay miser post-taxes, not pre-tax. Net, not gross. Right, net, not gross, exactly. Net and not gross, so it's post-taxes. Um, you know, so I had someone recently by me who was, who was trying to figure out how much miser he has to give. He makes this amount of money. So I said, one second, but how much taxes do you pay? That comes off. Now, you don't make $150,000 anymore. Now, whatever his bracket was, right, it's much less than that, you know, when you start mm-hmm. making the cheshbonus. Um, you also said that you do not include, for some example, like, you know, if weekly you spend whatever for, for food or for groceries, you know, on a multi-basis, that would quite a bit, I mean... Right, but that's not, that's, that's, that doesn't get deducted. That's part of household expenses. Mm-hmm. Household expenses come out of your profit, right? But it doesn't get deducted from your profit. Meaning, expenses to make the money, right, right. gets deducted from the profit. 
if it cost me fifty dollars to make a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? I only made fifty. I didn't make a hundred, right. right? But the fact now that I made fifty dollars and I have to have to go eat lunch, or my kids have to eat lunch, and it cost me twenty five dollars to feed them, right? So I don't say I only made twenty five dollars profit this month. I made fifty dollars profit, and then I had to go feed my kids for twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Right? When I look at my profits, profits is not how much money you're left with at the end of the month after all your expenses. That's not what profits are. Profits are how much profit you made from your business dealings. Now, in the business dealings itself, the profit is based on how much money you came home with. But now that you have expenses, regular daily living expenses, that's not stuck as problems. That's right. That's 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 all comes. You have to give meiser from your profits. You got to eat from your profits. You got to you know have a car for you. You have to go on vacation from you. That's all part of. That's all part of living expenses. Living expenses is in the world of profits. You work, you make money, then you spend the money, right? So. Again, there are some shitas who hold that you would be allowed to, and if a case person is dochuk in such a situation that they need to do it, and if not, they won't be able to live or whatever it is, there's, there's room to be mekel. But the truth is, a person in such a situation may not be mechuyiv and maestro anyways. If you don't have enough money for yourself by the end of the month, right, so then you're not mechuyiv to take off maestro. So it almost means, but if a person still wants to make an effort to take off maestro, Right? Mm-hmm. So then, if there's no other way to do it other than deduct household expenses, there would be some sheetas to rely on to do that. Um, okay, let's see another Shiloh here. Let's look at page 21. The Shevet Alevi has an interesting Shiloh. And he says, what happens when you put into long-term investments? You buy stocks, right? And it sits there for a while. So on the top right there he says, Bin Lizman Rav, So when exactly is this considered um, is this considered profits? Right? You, you didn't really make any money now until you take it out, right? It's going up, it's going down. What what, what what's the Khajman? So he says, But he says, If you have not finished the deal yet, and this is not finished because the stocks are still there, the investment's still there, you don't have an obligation to take off, um, to take off Meister. So therefore, if your stocks made a lot of money, right, but you don't sell, Right, just because they made a lot of money, and in your bank account it says that your portfolio has whatever amount of money it is, but until you sell them and they come to you, the ASIC's not over. So therefore you don't have to take up. But he says, Mikamokum Yirash Mitzar Khumra Bihavivus Hamitzvah Yasa Kapanim Khajma Msaif Kalshana. He says the Khumra that every year you should make a Khajman. Sometimes he's gone for a very long time. And the proper thing would be, you might end up forgetting. So therefore, a person might not live, and then he wouldn't, didn't take off Meiser off of this. So it's Kedai once a year to make a Cheshman on the money and give Meiser from that. Now, another thing, and next question, he says, what happens if you sold something, but you're not having, it was sold on credit? You got a down payment, but he's going to pay it off. 
So you haven't gotten all your money yet. So you made a sale, $100,000, right? But you only got 10000 now, and the rest you're getting over 10 years, or whatever it is. So when do you give the miser? So he says also, it's only when you get the full amount. When you get the full amount, <coughs> you're a bechuyiv to be, ma- to be mafresh. If one does a cheshman at the end of the year, and he's giving to the during the year for, you know, for the people coming to the house, and he utilized that to his mice. I would think so, yeah, yeah. You know, as once you're making a, a, a general chesh, but as long as he had in mind when you were giving it that this is all towards my miser. You don't know the exact chesh, right. Then he says at the end here, Sameach, he says, I'm very happy that there are people, kikvaydah, like you, hamedaktikim bimaseyam v'chayvei mitzvahs uschar harbe min hashamayim yitol, asking the person had eight or questions or something, and Hilchah's miser, he says, I'm happy there are people who ask these questions and, uh, and, and are, and are uh, midaktik in this. Let us just, um, let's just do two more, two more in Yanim here. Now, Ramayshan, page 22, we're not going to go into it, but it's interesting also, Ramayshan takes into account inflation. If you, um, if you buy a house, for example, or if you, uh, you know, have, even if you, uh, whatever type of investment it is, so let's say you invest, he says, let's say you invest $1,000, you buy a house for $1,000, or 1,000 pounds, he says, or dollars, and um, by the time you sell it, you sell it for $2,000. But it's t- 10 years later, and the buying power of $2,000 is the same as the buying power was for $1,000 when you bought it. Right? That's what inflation does, right? So you really made $1,000, but you didn't make buying power for $1,000. Could you take inflation into account and say, I didn't make any profit? So Ramesh says you really could. It's, it's, it's a little hard to figure out. And there's Cheshbonis, he says, and different things inflate differently, um, depending on how it goes. But there is the concept of taking inflation in a long-term thing, taking inflation into, into account. Now, what about benefits like medical insurance? Let's say you work in a company and they pay your medical insurance for you. So they pay your medical insurance for you. It's part of the package. So you make $100,000 a year, but because they pay your medical insurance and it's uh, Obamacare, it costs you $20,000 in medical insurance, right? So you're not seeing that $20,000, but you have medical insurance. Are you mechuyiv to give my sir on that medical insurance? And that $20,000 are you mechuyiv to? So on page 24, it brings B'Shem Rebshleim Zalman Arbach that he says that um, a person should take off Meiser from that. Because if they wouldn't have paid for it, you would have had to pay for it. Right? You would have bought it. So that's called you made money. That's called that they gave you that money. And therefore, you have to get, take off Meiser on that money too. Now, if you wouldn't have bought such an expensive policy, or you would have bought something else, you don't have to take off the full amount. But the amount that you gained... By not having to buy insurance. Now, if you wouldn't have bought insurance at all, you would have gone on to, you know, government insurance. So, uh, so very nice, they paid my insurance. But if not for them, I wouldn't have done anything. So then you're right, you don't have to. Because, but if it's something that you gained money because they paid it for you, that's called that you earn the money and you have to take off. And you have to take off. Um, the last thing is, a very interesting thing, we'll just finish off with this. So what about a present? Um, present. On page 23, the, um, this is Reb Chaim Kanyevsky in Derech Hamuna. 
Um, on the top left column there, where it's that gray line over there, there's a sama, like five lines from the top and the left. People get chasana presents. So when you get a present, if you get something that's not money, you get a chayfa, it's an article. The meaning is not to give miser from, um, from chafetzim. Avalim kibol mois, but if you got money, afilu bishvil liknes davar metzuyim. Even if the person gave you the money because he wanted you to go buy a specific thing, tzaruch la says meiser. So you have to give meiser. And if you look on the bottom, on in oy samach zayin and it's in halacha, he says shemati shekain hoyra chazanish. The minig is not to give meiser from presents. But from money, he says, The minig is to give, give meiser, even if it's money that's a present. Um, and he says, The chazanish said, Even if he gave you the money to buy something specific, The guy's not so makbid if you give some of that money to meiser. So then, you have to give it. But he says, what happens if the guy gave you $100 to buy a $100 couch? And if you're going to take off $10, you're not going to be able to buy the couch. So you're not going to be able to buy that couch. And I don't have another $10 anywhere. If I had another $10, so I'll take the, use that money. He says, what you should do is, Buy your couch. But write down in a notebook that you owe Meiser $10. And when you'll have $10 and you'll be able to pay Meiser, you'll pay it. His parents gave him money to buy an apartment. And he's going to take off 10 grand to give Meiser on the $100,000. He won't be able to afford it. So he should write down that he's chai of the miser, and over a long time he could pay it off. He owes ten thousand dollars of miser. Slowly he'll pay it off. But he says, but if his father or his father-in-law didn't give him the money, they bought the dira, and even if they didn't just buy the dira, they gave him the money and said, "Here, you go, not as a present. You're the shliach." You're my shliach to go buy the dira, then it's not the son-in-law's money. He's just a shliach of the father-in-law, and the father-in-law uh, already gave money, so therefore he doesn't have to give miser. Or another case is, and another case to bring down is if parents give their children money and are makbid that they shouldn't give miser. I'm giving the money for your usage. I didn't give you the money to go give tzedakah. I give tzedakah. Right? I'm giving you money. You can't afford anything. Now, if, if the, so if the kid has his own money, so then could be he should give him his own money. But if he doesn't have his own money, and he's being, relying on his parents, and the father says, listen, here's money. I don't want you giving stocker from it. Because if not, then I've got to give you more money. Right? You can't afford it. If there's a akbada, so there's a akbada that not to give it, so then you're not mechuyiv to give meiser. So again, there's a lot of situations here. There's a lot of details. These are just klalim. But um, this is uh, some of the halachas of Maiser and Bez Hashem. On Wednesday, we will then learn about the next chilek about what to do with the Maiser money, to whom it should be given. All right? Are you back on Wednesday, Rafael? No. Oh, you're still away? No. Next Monday. You don't have to be sorry. Okay? We'll do this. We have the same Zoom link if you're interested.